Let's see. Who do we got on the podcast right now? Is this Hayden or is this Nick on the call? On the call? Uh, I think it's both of us. Oh, <laughs> that's insane timing right there. Well, everyone, welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast. Obviously, we just gave it away. We have our friend Hayden Bannock, a.k.a. Fifth Quarter CCU, on the pod as well. We got to talk some ACC tournament pools. Obviously, Nick and I on our feelings on just the tournament in general, who kind of has to do what to hopefully get into the NCAA tournament in a regional. But before we get into that, I guess let's go around the room, starting with our guest, Hayden. How are we doing today? I'm, uh, dude, I'm hanging on by a thread, man. I, uh, I uh, spent yesterday game one of the uh, doubleheader at one o'clock watching uh, Coastal secure the uh, Sun Belt Conference Championship, you know, regular season. Then I proceeded to somehow, by the grace of God, make it to this wedding on time. And uh, let's just say that it was open and X. Uh, and I had a very, and I mean a very extreme rough morning. Um, but outside of that, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'll let you know how I'm feeling about this tournament here uh, when we get more into it. But I want y'all to see how y'all are doing. But I pulled up, let's just say I pulled up five tournaments in the past, and I'm ready to go off. And I want the exploit E on this podcast today. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Before we get to that, Nick, how are we doing? Are you doing? Not we, you. <laughs> Not too bad, man. Uh, slow day at work today. Um, got to do some errands. Got to get some sun today, so that was nice. Uh, not much to complain over here. I mean, hopefully I'll be able to make it to uh, the semifinals on Saturday and hopefully the championship game Sunday in Durham. I might make it Friday night to go see if I can you know, catch Wake play, but if they had already clinched, then – Probably not really worth going um, Friday night. Um, unfortunately, I, probably, I don't think I'll be able to make it to state games unless they make the semifinals. So we'll see. But all up in the air. I definitely want to be boots on the ground in Durham. Um, and I think I have a good chance of doing that. So I'm looking forward to it. That's good. Yeah, I, I will not be boots on the ground tomorrow. Like, or excuse me, Tuesday, like I had hoped just because, well, to be frank, I can't justify seven and a half hours out of my way to go watch Thanks. Boston College, Virginia Tech, and uh, a wonderful Georgia Tech, UNC. You know, if you give me that Duke-NC State game on the session one, I would have probably made the trip over, but decided it wasn't worth it. But you know, today's been a great day, boys. The Baltimore Orioles swept the Toronto Blue Jays, the team I, for whatever reason, have a complete hatred for, even though I really have no reason to hate them. I actually like the guys on the team, just – don't like the Blue Jays, but that was great. Um, so I basically spent the whole day that doing that, watching some playoff hockey. Um, so it's been a it's been a pretty good day. But yeah, I think Shout out Pat Bailey first home run. True, that is that is a true true statement. Yeah. Um, you know, it is. Before we get into previewing and predicting the ACC tournament, you know, Hayden kind of alluded to it. Um, you know, I have some opinions on the AC tournament. Nick seems to be less concerned with the tournament as Hayden and I are. Um, to preface, you know, 
Hayden and I, Hayden especially watches too much college baseball, I think. That's why we keep bringing him back on the show because he can talk Big West. He can talk West Coast. He can talk Pac-12. He can talk – he probably can talk swack, honestly, if I needed him to. Oh, yeah. But, CUSA got you covered too. There you go. But, you know, I can speak a little bit on it too as someone that's working the Southern Conference this week's tournament. Like, you know, as – I still think that the Southern Conference tournament, when you think about who – the member institutions are in the SOCON. I think their tournament is still set up worse than the ACC because I think it's very unfortunate that teams like VMI. So this year would be VMI, UNC Greensboro, Western Carolina, and the Citadel. Only two of them will play more than one game. Um, I think that's kind of dumb to be frank that, you know, teams with small budgets are going to be sent to Greenville, South Carolina, potentially for one day and one day only. But that just seems to be how the cookie crumbles uh, in the SOCON. But, you know, from the ACC standpoint, it's quite strange how they do it. So to give everybody some background, make sure that we're all on the same page from what I know from my time at the ACC. Seed number one gets first right of refusal of – how they want to do this. Um, they get their choice of time slots. They get their choice of, obviously not opponents, clearly, but, you know, choice of time slots and everything like that. Um, in terms of they want to play on this date and then time slots from there. Opponent number two, three, four, so on and so forth, kind of one through four picks there, they're set up. So, you know, when you look at it that way, we've got situations where, and when you look at the current bracket, you see that Wake with their first choice, I guess you could say, if it is a choice, um, you know, got a night game, but then also got an 11 a.m. game. But when you look at it, it doesn't – honestly, I don't think it's a terrible choice by Wake because, you know, Wake Forest basically picked the last possible slot for a team making their first appearance of the tournament, minus, of course – Miami has that nightcap game. But if you're Wake Forest, it's not the worst thing in the world. But I am very surprised that Wake ended up getting the last game of the pool play when they're going to have to turn around and play the next day at, you know, 7 o'clock on Saturday. But in a way, it's probably the most consistent that you'll ever get in terms of a Friday night game. Playing Wednesday, or excuse me, Thursday at 11 means you get pretty much all day Thursday and most of the day Friday to rest as well. So that's obviously helpful. But, you know, from that standpoint, you know, it's really, really strange how the ACC does it. My biggest bone to pick is just how long it takes to get everything out. Like Hayden and I will speak on this more. You know, if you're NC State, if you're Duke, your North Carolina, your Wake, your Clemson. It doesn't really, even maybe Virginia Tech, Virginia, like it doesn't really matter that you don't get your time slots per se on, you know, Saturday after all the games are over, you have to wait till Sunday afternoon. But let's say you're a fan of Boston College or a fan of Miami or a fan of Florida State if they were to make it and Louisville if they were to have made it. You can't figure out when you're going to be playing until two days before you're potentially playing. 
And I think that's stupid. You know, I, I understand that maybe, you know, Boston College fans aren't going to fill Bull Durham Ballpark, but they have fans that are going to want to come down. And you make it next to near impossible for them to justify making the trip when you don't find out until 48 hours till first pitch that your team's playing at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. That's stupid. So, and then they have to wait two days before they play again. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like how they do that. I really wish that they would set it up to where, you know, pool A, this is your slot. Pool B, this is your slot. Pool C, this is your slot. Pool D, this is your slot. And then it falls into place. Because there's an easy, like, I bet you if you look back on the history of these brackets, you can see some pattern of consistency of, okay, pool A is going to want this matchup or this time slot. Top seed pool B is going to want this one. Top seed pool C is going to want this one. Like, it's probably not that hard to find a, a trend. So, Don't worry, like, I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> perfect. So, why make people wait? Because, you know, as a fan of Virginia, or, for example, Wake, who clinched last week, why the hell did nobody know when Wake was going to play? We knew they were going to be the one seed, so why do we have to wait? Makes no sense to me at all. But Hayden, I'll actually let you go because it sounds like you have some numbers. So go with numbers or stats you have first before you obviously go into more detail on, you know, not feelings, but but feelings. All right, yeah, well, let's go. I'm going to go stat-based before I go opinion-based, all right? Uh, first thing, you mentioned Wake Forest would play Friday night and turn around and play Saturday night. Actually, that is not true. Wake is going to play the 7 o'clock game Friday night. And then turn around, you know, if they win their pool, they're going to turn around and play at 1 o'clock. That's right. The they day. are the 1 o'clock. You're so, right. Yeah, so not even the 5 o'clock. It's the 1 o'clock. Um, but anyways, so I'm pretty heated that certain teams get certain slots and go on a shooting every fucking year. <laughs> it's the same teams playing at the same time. So I was looking at the past tournaments. I was like, certainly it can't be a year-by-year thing. And sure enough, I'm just going to say, how in the hell does a nine seed get the night games? There's only one team that has both night slots. Not a one seed, not a two, not a three, not a four. Hell, the two seed didn't even get a, a night game at all. And then the four seed who did, it's a, against a team that's 19 miles away. But anyways, I looked up last year's tournament. Guess what? I'm going to go over the night teams. They're the night slots. You had North Carolina. See, against the 12 seed Clemson. Okay, 12 and 8 at night. Then we have 3 and 10. Guess what? Number 10 won. That was NC State over number 3 Miami. Um, then, hey, we actually got one that makes sense. Number 1, Virginia Tech. Number 12, Clemson. And then, guess what? Number 8, North Carolina. Number 1, Virginia Tech. Guess who won? Number 8, North Carolina, let's go, year before that. Number six, North Carolina. Number 10, Pittsburgh. Wow, attractive. Yeah, let's put that prime time. All right, now we get one that kind of makes more sense. Number two, Georgia Sack. Number 11, Clemson. But then you get, and this one, this one I'm fine with. You know why? Because I'm going to say their seed number. Number three, NC State, and number 10, Pittsburgh. That is fine. You know why? Because they're the three seed. And then they get, but then they get another night game. 
the day after, number three, NC State, number six, North Carolina. I went, I went back even so far that I wanted to go back to even when they played in Florida. There, so this is back in 2019. Number seven, Duke. Number 11, Notre Dame. Prime time. Wow. Um, they actually only drew not even a thousand more fans than the session before. Um, and then your next night session, we'll probably get there. Number one, Louisville played at 11 a.m. on back-to-back days when you had number seven, Duke, at night, number five, North Carolina, at night. Number This one makes sense. Number three, NC State. Number 10, Wake Forest, at night. And then you had number six, Florida State. Number three, NC State at night. Why in the hell does NC State get night games every single year? Let's look at the when they, when they played in Florida. You would think, all right, we're going to put Florida State, Miami, Georgia Tech, because, you know, Atlanta's pretty close to Jacksonville. Maybe they'll get the night games. Hell nah. Who got the night games when they played in Florida? North Carolina, NC State, North Carolina and Wake Forest, and then Virginia and Wake Forest. So don't give me that, oh, they're going to try to sell tickets because then why the hell did Miami and Florida State not play at night when they played in Florida? Why? Yeah. It's 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 quite strange. I mean, because, you know, I, I think it would make the most sense, if I'm being honest, of just giving – there's four night slots, right? Or, like, yeah, there's four night slots before you get into the semifinals. Just give the one seed one. The two seed one, the three seed one, the four seed one. If you want to pair it up from there where, like, for example, I have absolutely no problem with Tuesday night's night slot game. Duke, NC State. That makes sense. You know, Wake being the night slot on Saturday or on Friday night, it makes sense, sure. I think that should be Clemson playing there because that should be the next, like, highest seed, like – I think the four seed and the three seed should be punished, air quotes, per se, with a night game closest to turnaround from the last game. Like, it just makes absolutely no sense. Like, I don't know let the teams kind of pick their dates and all this other stuff, but I don't know, man. It just – hey, it would just you- be – it'd be so much easier if you just pair. You know how the pools are going to be. You just put four versus nine on Tuesday night. You put three versus six on, we'll say Wednesday night. Two versus seven on two or on Thursday night, and one versus eight on Friday night. And then it's just like, I mean, we basically got that anyways. Without again, the only one that's truly kind of not like that is I know the Wednesday night game technically is Virginia Tech, who's the ten or 11, whatever that would be in there, thing 11. But, you know, just if you want the best matchups, put them. Like, people are still going to come to the night games, whether it's NC State, whether it's, you know, North Carolina, whether it's Virginia, whether it's Boston College. Like, if it's good baseball, people are going to come. And, like, it's not like NC State's packing Durham on a Wednesday night. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, Tuesday night, is not going to be sold out. It probably won't even be 50% full. And it's NC State and Duke. It's just, I think it's just not fair, not only to fans, but to the players to not know, like, you should be able to follow along as, like, for example, in the Southern Conference, we knew if we got the four seed, we're playing Thursday at four o'clock or three o'clock. 
Like, it's simple. And if we're the six, we are playing at seven o'clock on Wednesday night. But is the higher seed the home team? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's another one, Mike. Before you go in first, just one thing. You know, I'm fine. You know what? Screw it. Yeah, you want to put the Carolina teams at night? Fine. Go for it. But don't put them as the home. So the regular season doesn't mean shit in the ACC. I'm going to tell you that right now. And there's no way in hell, and I know people at Miami personally, there's, I guarantee I can text them right now be like, hey, man, did you really want to play NC State as the away team at 7 o'clock on a Thursday night? He's going to say hell no. And guess what? Last year, if I'm looking at it correct, Miami, again, the higher seed, again, it was at 7 o'clock at night, again, against NC State. Guess who was the home team? NC State. Guess who won? NC State. The I'm looking at the attendance numbers. That NC State-Miami game, 7 o'clock, 3,500 fans. NC State and Wake at 3 o'clock, 1,800. It makes a huge difference from playing at 11, 3, and 7. And you know what? Fuck, I'm even fine with Miami getting 11 o'clock games. You know why? They're used to the heat. They love it. Bro, they play better in the heat. If it ain't 90 degrees, they probably won't even play well. Like, I've seen them play in the cold. Like, so don't give me, like, the whole, like, oh, it's too hot. Like, you know, no. Miami will play whatever they want to play. But you give them – that's just – that's going is you're a top four seed and you're the away team. Oh, we want to make it fair. Oh, you want to make it fair? Then put Miami and NC State or all these other Carolina teams at 11 a.m. then if you want to make it fair. Yeah, here's here here's the the topic of discussion. I'm going to go to Nick with this one. So, what makes the ACC different from like I, I hate to say it, but the perfect example is the SEC. Twelve teams get in from the SEC as well. Is the SEC does basically if you're not a one through four. So obviously in this conversation, Hayden is a Miami fan. I'm a Virginia fan. Our teams are safe from this. But it is a single elimination, 5 through 12. So, for example, for those that don't know, we have an absolute barn burner. <laughs> the first game of the SEC tournament Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern time when South Carolina plays Georgia in a one, like, winner, like, loser goes home scenario. A.K.A. if Georgia beats South Carolina, South Carolina is one and done in the SEC tournament after going on this incredible run of just, cold ice cold where the acc's idea and i don't necessarily hate it so i'm going to go nick first and then you hate it because i want to give the other perspective is the benefit of what the acc does is it gives everyone the chance to build their rpis by playing two games and yet it still i will say does not punish per se the highest seed if, like, everyone goes one and one. So that is the only kicker I have with how it's done is I don't necessarily hate that because, like, we talked about it yesterday, Hayden. You obviously weren't on it. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the pod yet because we released it this morning. But, like, Virginia Tech has the perfect scenario, or NC State even. NC State probably has the best scenario. But Virginia Tech has a really good scenario where – if they take one between BC and Clemson, they have helped their RPI. Where, for example, if they were in SEC play, they get Clemson right away, they lose that. They're, or excuse me, uh, Boston College right away. They lose that. They're done. They're going home. See ya. Thanks for coming. 
where they can lose the Boston College and still get a shot at Clemson, or obviously I think they play they play BC first. So like they can lose the BC on Tuesday, and if they upset Clemson on Wednesday night, then guess what? They're sitting pretty, and they can potentially get in that large spot because of it, because the ACC is trying to make it to where it's worth coming to Durham, because at least you're getting two games out of it. So Nick, I think that's maybe where your perspective came in, because Nick. We had a little text change. Just give everyone some backstory here where Hayden and I were on as thrilled as how the AC did it, where Nick's like, who cares? I disagree with Nick's take on home team doesn't matter because it sure as hell matters. If you play baseball, it matters. <laughs> Knowing what you need to get in the ninth inning matters. Is, yeah, there's no crowd or whatever, but Nick also, I'm just going to be very frank. You're going to have a packed house when you host Miami on a night game. And that is not fair to Miami. It's not. And just it's a Thursday, Thursday. Like, that's just not fair. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a regional thing. I get that. But, like, you get to be not just the home team based off the crowd, but the home team to where in the bottom of the ninth, if you're down two runs, you know, hey, we need two to tie, three to win. That's not really fair. So, and also, too, you have to factor in the way the lineups go. When you're the home team, like, there are lineup decisions that kind of like hockey, you know, where you submit your lineup second. So, not that there's ever that insane of a matchup, but technically the visiting team starting pitcher has to go in first. <laughs> so, if they're doing some sketchy shit where they want to, uh, we're going to not announce our starter, and then they announce them, and then they go, ah, oh, we're going to go somebody else. Technically, they could do that. Never really happens, but it could. So, anyways, Nick, I want your opinion on this whole thing because, again, Hayden's looked at a bunch of brackets. I looked at a bunch of brackets. You know, the Sun Belt does something somewhat similar to what the SEC does in terms of one through eight, though, gets a bye, nine, 12, 10, 11, single elimination. So I guess what is your thoughts on this? Uh, I think just do like a double elimination bracket, just like what we do for regionals and the College World Series. Like if you lose one, go to a loser's bracket. I think that's the simple way to fix this. Every single conference has a flaw how they do their conference tournament. I've never been the biggest fan of the pool play. But so do you want do you want only do you want only eight teams in though? Because if not, you cannot do a double elimination. Then I guess we're just gonna have to invite Louisville and Florida State in and figure you it can't, out. You can't do fourteen either that way. So I'm saying to do it do a pure double elimination where it's not all wonky. You have to have eight because then that's a pure double elimination. You can't do 12 because you'd have to give one through four a bye, which, again, technically could still make it a double elimination. But now you've got this weird thing where, okay, eight teams moved on to they're undefeated. But you still got four teams that are playing each other to eliminate each other. So now you're down to 10 teams when those teams lose. And you got four plus two. So now you're at six. Like you just have this insanely drunk bracket. So, like, I guess if you want to do that, are you okay with only inviting eight? Because I would say that is a terrible idea because then teams like your NC State Wolfpack probably are not going to the NCAA tournament unless teams like in front of them just collapse. Then I just, I guess just do the bracket system. If this is such a big problem, like I agree with both of you that it's ridiculous that we have to wait up until mid Sunday afternoon to know the times for all these games. Like, honestly, of all the teams that got screwed in this was Boston College. Like, they have to be there 
11 a.m. Tuesday, and then they don't play again until Friday, which is again at 11 a.m. Like, I don't know how Boston College got so screwed over with how good they've been all year. Um, they need to know. Like, I think teams need to know. And you would know if there's a bracket system. Like, I'm sure the SEC teams probably had a general good idea of where they were going to be in the brackets uh, sometime early last week. And with the ACC, you know, like four hours or I mean, I'm sorry, 48 hours before first pitch. I think that's ridiculous. And I think BC fans, if they had enough time, would have made the trip down to Durham because, well, their team is really good. They're, they're a great squad. And I think a lot would have shown up. I mean, I saw how many showed up to Fenway Park uh, last night. For Dude, there night. was like that fifty. Was a, there was like fifty to a hundred of them in Winston Salem that weekend. I was there. I know, like they will show up. Like they they have bought into this team, and I think it's very unfortunate um, that BC has been put in this situation. And again, they have to wait two whole days until they have to play Clemson Friday morning. So I, I would argue, with- though, I will say for Boston College, like from a player's perspective, like yeah, you're sitting around. But that might be the best case scenario in terms of just like, I mean, you're going to get ample rest. <laughs> like you have the most like normal-ish like week that you would have. Because think about it. when In the regular season, you normally play Tuesday and you play Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. So when you factor in that way, like that's why like I'm kind of surprised that more of the higher seeds don't pick to play on Tuesday. Because like, yeah, I know you wrapped up not that long ago, but you wrapped up on a Saturday. Like, for example, I'm surprised Wake's not like, we'll take the Tuesday night game <laughs> and then be able to rest and then play again on Friday afternoon or something. Because then they would have – what? Uh, I was going to ask, so it's not it, – they can pick Tuesday and Wednesday if they wanted to. As far as I'm aware, yes. Like, I, like, as far as I'm aware, they get to pick – like, for example, it goes, all right, one seed, pick your spots. And they have, like, reserved – like, you can't play, obviously, like, back-to-back or something like that. Like, I think you have to give a full 24-hour break in terms of, like, before the – like, the like the semis. I mean, like, that one, this is however it works out, you know. But, like, in terms of the, like, I can't say, okay, I'm playing Tuesday night at 7 and then 11 a.m. on Wednesday. I don't think any team would want to do that, but they can't say that. And so they just – they kind of just work their way through it and how that works. Micah, want real, these two slots. Micah, real quick, I uh, so I looked at the last uh, three tournaments. Teams that are from North Carolina are eight when they have the seven o'clock slot, and this is why it's such a huge slot because you want to get more fans. The attendance is way more. They are eight and four in Good. night slots despite their seeds, and two of those four losses are because it was a Carolina team versus a Carolina team. <laughs> So essentially, yeah. eight and two in the last three years, despite the seeds. But continue. Yeah. no, and I, I agree. Like I think it makes the most sense to almost have Pool A and Pool D play Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Reward the high seed. They can play whatever they want Tuesday, Wednesday. Pool B and Pool C play Thursday, Friday, and then Pool A, Pool D, semifinal game. First one on Saturday. Game two on Sunday, or game two on Saturday, excuse me, pull B and C, and then you go with it from there. But I think the end of the day, man, the ACC at this point with how good the conference is might want to consider that five through 12 pairing, like what the SEC does, and just let them get eliminated. 
I mean, it's kind of annoying, but dude, I'm telling you, like, as a college baseball fan, I am very, very I'm going to be dialed in. Like, I hate to say it, I'm probably going to be more dialed in on Tuesday to the SEC tournament than the ACC tournament. Just, just being honest, because there are teams like Missouri who need to go on a run in the SEC tournament to have a shot, and they have to go up against Auburn to start. Hey, does Georgia have to beat South Carolina to get in? I don't think so, but you think Georgia's in? I think so. But again, that's the beauty of it. You like if you're Georgia, if you don't win that game, have fun sweating on your ass for the next week while you wait to see what happens around the road. Because like that's what's crazy is like the people don't talk about it. like I'm gonna release the bracketology first thing tomorrow morning. I already sent Hayden like what it looks like. Nick, you haven't got a chance to see it. I'll send it to you too. But like the teams that I have as my last four in, probably none of them are getting in. Not because of what they're gonna do in their conference tournament, but dude. USC Upstate right now, like I have Campbell obviously winning the Big South. They won the regular season. USC Upstate just took the series against them. What if they win the conference? What if Houston wins the American, which is very doable considering they won their series against ECU. ECU's still in. Campbell's still in. UConn's going to be in in the Big East. What if Xavier wins the Big East? Those are slots getting taken. Like That's why I think the AC does that in terms of helping their RPIs, giving them a chance to win a game. But like in a way, it definitely makes it a hell of a lot more interesting when it makes you say you have to win. <laughs> because, like, BC and Virginia Tech at 11 a.m., like, does Virginia Tech need to win that game? I would say yes. But technically, it's a no because they could lose that game. And if they beat Clemson, that's actually bigger than if they would have just beat BC. So I've also heard from players that they're not – fans of the pool play either no i don't i don't see why they would be like yeah i mean nick's uh, or nick obviously you interact with the ac or the awake uh, guys you know hayden's best friends with the dobo for those of you who don't know what dobo is director of baseball ops over at miami like you know it just doesn't make like like for example it was the reason why this weekend meant so much to etsu because we did not want to be in a situation where we had to play one game to get in or so like we had to play one like winner take all kind of situation. But at the same time, like, you know, that's the thing. Like it's so hard because selfishly I do like that. I'm guaranteed to watch Virginia twice, but I get to see NC state twice. seeing NC state, like being guaranteed an NC state Duke and NC state Miami game excites me as a base. I'm all about more baseball, but it's just, I may, maybe there's not a better system if they're trying to do this where everyone gets two games, but I feel like there's got to be a way to kind of make a timeline that's more consistent because, you know, I mean, no matter what they try to tell us, and I mean, Hayden's obviously got some, had some facts for us. It's just so damn sketchy when NC state's getting two night games. Like, I mean, this is, this is Nick, this is going to boost your ego. The best college baseball fans in the state of North Carolina, at least, hate to say it, ECU might have y'all beat. But <laughs> in terms of in the ACC, belong and are in Raleigh. And so Mike, they're going to show up. Mike, do you remember that one podcast we did together? And you know, we like had a hypothetical if it ha- if it happened today. Here's what we pick, and I was like, oh, I take NC State because they're a good tournament team. Do you know yeah. why they're a good tournament team? Because they get the you play know home. the answer, Micah. 
because they're playing at night in their home state 20 minutes away. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 a it's a messed up system, but guess what? That's what makes it beautiful, I guess, in its own way. So now it's yeah. time for the fun. Well, the crowd didn't hit three home runs against Miami last year, so it's all right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I was going to say this as to kind of like contradict my point. If you're the better team, you should win. Win, yeah. And that's and that's the argument that I like. I I honestly think the ACC should use. I I think it's just more and more sketchy every single year when it just continues gets the hammer. Like you're waiting for these times, right? You're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And you know the reason why they're waiting because they can't tell you what pool seeds are playing what because they're trying to get the best like matchup for eyeballs. Because, so the because, only team – Sorry, I just wanted to ask. The only team that has any say in anything is the one seed? No. all So it goes down the, it goes down the board. It goes Wake first. It goes Virginia second. It goes – like it's basically one through four gets the say. So then – Hayden, why are you upset that Miami just picked where they're at? I guarantee you. I will text him right now. I guarantee you that Miami did not pick 7 o'clock against NC State. Here's here's what I'll say. I can't say that Miami didn't pick that because they probably did. But you have to keep in mind, Nick, that there's six slots off the board by the time it's their time to pick. So, like – they might be getting where, like, okay, if they don't play the night game here, they're playing at 11 a.m. back-to-back days or something. And they probably don't want to do that either. <laughs> like, at least in the primetime slot, like, okay, cool, you get a little bit more rest. Again, it's a weird scenario. I don't know, like, how they decide all this. Like, I've heard that it's picked. I've heard it's, like, predetermined slots. Like, they get to pick between only three slots. I, I really don't know. But, like, it's, it's so weird. They don't publicly share any of this, so it makes it a lot harder on our end. But that's, what, that's, that's what's so annoying to me, is just make this shit public. Yeah, because it's like, hard to believe that a 1, 2, 3, or 4 did not pick a, the Tuesday 7 o'clock game. Like, why – right, hear me out. If that is true, why in the hell is Virginia playing at arguably one of the hottest times at three o'clock, dude. I'm so I, I will say, I will say, like a part of me wonders, Hayden, if Virginia. The reason why, like you know, NC State, Miami is a night slot, is because Virginia picked playing, you know, at three o'clock against UNC, which is for smart. the re- for the reason you talked about of, well, it's going to hinder. Like you've pretty much cut the UNC fan base probably in half for that game now. Yeah, because they don't get off work till five, you know, and it's kind of hard. And it's kind of hard if you have a, you know, like a, you know, kind of like a, not to offend anyone, but like, you know, like an actual, I don't have an actual job, but like an actual job where it's like, hey, you know, like, can I get off at like, you know, noon on Thursday with like three days in advance? Dude, yeah. a lot of companies, <laughs> it's hard to do that shit. Yeah. You know, some of the bullshit jobs I work, yeah, I can, even then it's kind of hard to still get away with it because work schedules are already made. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would much – granted, this can be hot as hell, but I would much rather play at three than seven. And also, Because half I'm, the Virginia fans are probably making the trip for the week anyways. Right. Or and the also, ones that are doing the day trips are going to just wait till Friday, Saturday, Sunday if they can hopefully be in it at that point. <laughs> and I'm not mad that Miami and NC State is a night game. I'm more so mad at the fact that Miami, the higher seed for the second straight year in a row, is not the home team. Yeah, and that I do. Up. I do think that, like – 
because I know they try to say, well, everyone gets to be the home team once, but it's like, that's, that's stupid. Like I'm honestly, I've understood it in a way. And this is just in a way when it comes to like in the, in the regional play, right. For example, if, you know, we'll just use Miami's a one seed. Well, just Florida's a two, Florida state's a three, North Florida's the four, right? Let's say Miami beats North Florida, Florida beats Florida state, Miami beats Florida, Miami's the home team in that first game against Florida, right? Yep. But, but yeah. then, but then Florida, but then Florida beats Florida State again, and Florida State was the home team, or excuse me, the road team in game one. I don't necessarily have a problem if Florida State's the home team in game two. If you've already played them in this same like tournament, I don't hate it, especially if it's not your home site. Like for example, I think it is. I do think it's very very dumb that like if you host a regional, why the hell are you not the one seed? <laughs> like if you're the one or should be the home team the whole time you're the one seed you've earned it be the home team like th- how stupid does it have to be because i don't know if you guys realize this sometimes it doesn't happen all the time but sometimes the home team in the game like for example virginia's hosting a regional there's been times like when south carolina in that covid year right got the bid to host the regional that old dominion should have hosted when virginia was the three and Old Dominion, or it was Old Dominion one, South Carolina two, Virginia three. The year Virginia got to like Omaha, like South Carolina had to give up the home dugout, the dugout that is in their home ballpark, to let Old Dominion have it. But it makes sense because you know why? Who was the one seed? Oh no, I agree. But like that happens other venues too. Right, like, right, right. But that stuff's just stupid. If you're if you're at your home ballpark, play at your home ballpark. Like, hey, hey, make make Duke the home team the whole the OIC tournament. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. We can go on and on about it. I want to get to the fun stuff, the stuff that Wait, people real actually quick, care I about. I do have an answer for you, Micah, for – well, real quick. Said, Hayden, you have looked back, like, you know, through the past few ACC tournaments. Have you seen a team that's seeded one through four ever played Tuesday, Wednesday since you've been looking back? Uh, let me look. Oh, I see what I'll, I'll notice. Like a team that is the one seed and is not even anywhere close has been getting, you know, the morning games. Uh, let me see. Last year, uh, 12 versus 8, 3 versus 10, 1, Virginia Tech. They got they actually got two night games. But guess what? <laughs> they were both against Carolina teams. No, no, no. Uh, that's not my question. W- were they playing Tuesday or Wednesday? Oh, no, 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 no. They were playing – uh, Virginia Tech was Thursday and Friday. Uh, the year before, the one was Notre Dame, and they played Wednesday at 3, Friday at 11 a.m. Uh, year before, that's when Louisville was the one seed. They play on Wednesday and Thursday, both at 11 a.m. So no one has played Tuesday? Uh, n- not that I have seen. Okay. Well – from talking to some of the weight guys, they they told me that it's an advantage for them because they know what to do um, or they know how to set up the lineup, who should throw by Thursday because Notre Dame and Pitt would have already played. Right. That exactly. way, on Friday, if Wake had already won against Pitt, they could just throw their mid starter in on Friday. Correct. So that's the, I, I think that's why most teams seeded one through four always pick 
um, Thursday and Friday, sometimes Wednesday. But, you know, I, I think that's why they don't pick Tuesday is what I'm saying. And that's why I have I, – that's why I almost feel like just to make it so much easier, you have whoever's – like, for example, the one seed gets to play the 3 o'clock game on Friday, the 7 o'clock game on Thursday. You make your opponent play on Wednesday. Both of them. That way you know exactly going into Thursday, Friday, what you've signed up for. Like, you can wiggle this around as much as you want and probably find a little bit better solution than what we currently have. But again, we can spend hours. We've spent 38 minutes on this, guys. So I'm going to spend 20 more seconds, and I will say this. The Miami and NC State game essentially could not even matter. Essentially. And see – that's where I was going to say that's part of the reason why I do hate some of this tournament pool stuff because these games, like you said, can maybe not matter. Yeah. Because, like, like that's why the only thing I will say that is positive about the SEC tournament is every single game matters. Five through 12, single elimination. The one through, like, the one through the remaining, you know, four that get through, and then the, like, the one through four, and then the four that get through the single elimination – now you got double elimination. You know, okay, if you lose this game, can't lose another one. This makes it easy. And, like, honestly, we haven't gotten to this point. I'm going to end this as the last point I have to say. It is flipping dumb. This is my biggest pet peeve. I don't know why I waited until just now to bring this up. My biggest pet peeve with the AC tournament is the fact that if Wake, Virginia, Miami, and Clemson all go – 2-0 and in their pool play, they will still just be participating in a single elimination tournament at this point. Because in the semifinals, you just lose one, you're done. Yeah. Like, that's, that's stupid. That's the part that makes me the most mad. Because it's like, like, in a way, like, again, if I'm, if I'm Virginia, right, they play North Carolina first. You beat them. Georgia Tech plays North Carolina on Wednesday, right? You know going into the game whether that North Carolina game is winner-take-all for you. Because if North Carolina beats Georgia Tech, they play guess Tuesday, what? Micah. What? Who plays Tuesday? Carolina, Georgia Tech. That's what I said. I said Virginia plays them on, on Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever it was. Continue. I'm sorry. So, like, the first game – like, again, North Carolina, Georgia Tech play before Virginia plays North Carolina on Wednesday. Correct. So – if North Carolina beats Georgia Tech, Virginia now knows, all right, let's go all in on beating North Carolina. Because if you beat North Carolina, you don't have to give a shit about the Georgia Tech game. Because you have – you are going to be 1-0. UNC is 1-1. One one. Georgia Tech is 0-1. If you're the higher seed, you lose that game. It doesn't matter. Everyone's 1-1. One one. You get to advance because you have the tiebreaker. And this is, it's just kind of lame, to be honest. Yeah. So, anyway, and then again – it doesn't even matter because, like, if you do go 2-0, let's say you do try, then now you've probably got your third-best starter going in a semifinal game where if you lose, you're done. And then nowhere in college baseball is that normal. For the top dogs, I mean. Because like, that's, like, that's the nice thing about the SEC tournament is if you're a one through four, you have in your back pocket that you can lose a game. You technically kind of have that with the AC tournament. But you really don't <laughs> because you could legitimately – like Virginia loses to North Carolina after they beat Georgia Tech, then guess what? Virginia-Georgia Tech means absolutely nothing to either side because 
North Carolina's advancing. <laughs> so it's just dumb. But anyways, that's enough of this. Let's actually go through and pick it off. We're going to go game by game because that just makes it easier. Make sure you tally up what you're doing. Make it more fun. I wish that there was a site. One more rant. I wish there was a way to actually know what these teams were doing because it would make previewing this so much more fun, so much easier. Because, like, I wonder. I really do. Like, is Christian Hackenberg – Christian Hackenberg? Am I, am I screwing this up? Drew. What's happening? Drew. Christian Hackenberg was the quarterback at, uh, at Penn State. Sorry. <laughs> Drew Hackenberg for Virginia Tech. Like, is he going to start against BC? Or are they going to save him for Clemson? I, I yeah. really don't know. Like, if I'm Virginia Tech, I'd probably throw him against BC. I think your odds are better in winning that one. And you want to get one in this scenario when you're on the bubble like they are, but we don't know. So it's this is a lot more opinion-based than, like, matchup-based, which I wish it was the opposite. But we'll, we'll go through every game, starting with Tuesday, 11 a.m., Boston College, Virginia Tech. Hayden, who do you got? Uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, Boston College, uh, it's going to be hot as hell, so Virginia Tech. Nick? Um, I don't think the heat matters for Boston College. I think Chris Flynn is legit. I think that they'll go all out for Virginia Tech. Um, give me BC. See, I disagree. I think they're going to go out for Clemson. So, give me Virginia Tech. I, I just – I. We could talk about this real quickly. I mean, if you're Boston College, I say you take your chances with Virginia Tech. Why go all out with them? If I'm BC, I think I can beat Clemson. Yeah. I I mean, and and not to mention, like, we'd have to, like, look it up on Warren Nolan, but I feel like beating Clemson and losing to Virginia Tech would bring you up still on the RPI where beating Virginia Tech and losing to Clemson probably doesn't do anything for you. Probably don't fall, but you probably don't gain anything. And BC is literally on the edge of hosting right now. So I think, I think Virginia Tech – like, I think that Virginia Tech needs to get in. Like, they are playing for their lives. I have them in, in my tournament right now. Like, I don't know, man. They, they are they are battling right now, and they need every win they can get. Boost, especially because that would then tie the season series with them at two and two, which would be very beneficial when you talk about arguments of quality wins and all that stuff as well. So I'm taking Virginia Tech. All right, we go to the three o'clock game. That's Georgia Tech, UNC. Who do we got? I'll go Tar Heels. Nick, I'll go the Heels as well. Well, you guys are dumb. Have you guys watched North Carolina over the last week? Yeah. Dude, yeah, they, they ran into the hottest team in the country, but the week before that, they killed NC State. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the heels. You know what else they, they did, though, that you're kind of forgetting? And granted, everybody was suspended. I know. Lost they to Coastal got... Carolina, baby. Yeah, they did. Dude, I don't think, like, if you're UNC, right, you have less to play for. Because let's just be very frank. Unless UNC wins the AC tournament, they are not hosting a regional. They are going to be a two seed pretty much no matter what. Maybe a, a, a three seed. And if they're a three seed, they're probably even in a more favorable ideal situation than they are if they were a two seed. 
is they're probably getting a, a little bit easier of a of a one seed being the three seed than a because they'll probably get one of the more you know challenging two seeds <laughs> if they're a two seed or excuse right. me more the challenging one seeds if they're the two seed right like dude Georgia Tech I understand that they have been very like they have no pitching I understand that. But, dude, they can hit with anybody. You're telling me one game, they can't do it? Like, I, I, I think this is – I've been, I've been on this train, and it's burned me like Louisville burned me already with the whole desperation train shit. That's been my mantra for the ACC teams. Pick the ones that are more desperate. But, dude, I don't know. Sleepy 3 o'clock game. I mean, dude, North Carolina still gets a shot at Virginia. Like, that game's going to mean more – like, UNC is not throwing their top arm against Georgia Tech. They're just not. Where Georgia Tech is going to have to throw their best. So give me, give me the Yellow Jackets. I think I'm, I'm riding the upsets for day, for day one. Because uh, we're going Duke, NC State. I just said I'm riding the upsets. I'll pick first. I'm giving, give me NC State. I'll let Nick go. Uh, this one's tough because, like, I uh... – we, you, we didn't play Duke Nick, this year Nick, at all. Nick, Nick, who do you yeah. think you're going to throw in this game? I think we're going to go Logan Whitaker. That's what I was thinking. I think we'll go Logan, and then I think we'll go Matt or – I don't know if we'll go Sam against Miami. I, I, I think against Miami it's going to be a toss-up, but we're not talking about that now. I think we'll go Logan. He's been our number one guy all year. We'll go Logan for Duke. Hey, I don't, I don't want to be – that guy because it doesn't it doesn't actually apply probably not but did you know that duke has lost three straight tuesday home games <laughs> uh, I, I noticed that um so just keeping that put that put that little seat out there too just to, or it's definitely two i think it's three though but if not it's definitely two but regardless I, like i'll it, it's hard like I'll, I'll go state because Duke starting pitching isn't the most talked about in the ACC. Um, and Matt has been good. He's either really, really hot or has – I'm, I'm sorry, Logan. I meant Logan. Logan is either really, really hot or really, really cold. But I'll take the senior. I mean, he's got a ton of experience. I think he's meant for this. I think he can get to Duke's bats. I like it. So – I was looking because I try to see if they've already played and if it was a sweep and whatnot. I kind of used my prediction based off that. And like Nick said, Duke did not play state. And I looked up state's schedule. Did you know that NC State has lost every single series except for against the very last place team, the second to last place team, the third to last place team, and the fourth to last place team? Every other team that they played to, they lost. It's true. So give me Duke. Okay. All right. I like it. So, obviously, keep track. I'm make sure I'm keeping track at home so far. I've got Virginia Tech at one and zero. Who else got Virginia Tech at one and zero? I do. Actually, everybody, keep track of your stuff. I'm gonna go through Virginia Tech one and zero, BC zero and one. I've got UNC zero and one, Georgia Tech one and zero, NC State one and zero, and Duke zero and one. What do you have again right now, Nick? Uh, I got BC 1-0, Virginia Tech 0-1. I got Carolina 1-0, Georgia Tech 0-1, and State 1-0, Duke 0-1. And then Hayden? I have my winners as Virginia Tech, UNC, and Duke 
0-1-1, BC, Georgia Tech, and State. Perfect. All right, we move on to Wednesday, 11 a.m., Notre Dame, Pitt. Um, I'm just pissed that Pitt's even in this spot. Um, I'm so mad at Louisville. Like, Louisville is literally the X. Like, for those that um, – can, can I say her name, uh, Hayden? Am I allowed to say your ex-girlfriend's name? Well, which one? The one that you saw this weekend. Oh, yeah, go for it. Louisville is Haley to me. Full of <laughs> shit. Let's me down. Dude, Used was to be this, hot. Yeah, was this promising, <laughs> very, very hot program. The Vision One, the Vision One dancer, by the way. And and things went south quickly. And there's excuses off the ass of why. So, anyways, that's Louisville for me. I'm so mad that Pitt's in this situation. I know, yes, I'm a Virginia fan, but I took the series. I get it. But has Pitt, like, minus those two weeks with Virginia and Wake, has Pitt looked like a good baseball team? Absolutely not. They looked pretty good so, against Miami. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but, Miami made them look good, but that's, that's true. The point. But, you know, it's just – it's it's insane to me how this has been how, – how they're here. They've been terrible down the stretch. Uh, so, give me Notre Dame because we talked about it yesterday, Hayden. You know, Nick and I did. Like, Notre Dame has to have this one. Like, they're, they're, their conference record's what's saving them right now because RPI-wise, they're not looking pretty. If they can get this win here and now be 18 and 13 in ACC games, that's going to be enough, I think, to get them in with an at-large spot. So, give me Notre Dame here. Seems pretty simple to me. What does everyone else got? Nick, go I'm first. A... Uh, well, wait, you said they would be what if they win this game? 18 and 13, I believe. A... I think it, they will only be 16 and 15. Because I think they have an even conference record right now. Oh, you're right. I don't know. They're 500 then. That's what it is. Sorry. You're right. They'll be 16 and 15. I don't know who I was confusing them with. But anyway, 16 and 15. You're right. It'll get them to five. It'll keep them at 500. That's probably where, as we talked about yesterday, I don't know why I put a different number in my head. But anyways, carry on. Yeah, I'll go Notre Dame. I think that they'll throw Aiden, um, and he's been their go-to guy. Uh, he's been in, you know, he, he's been one of the better ACC pitchers this year. So I'll go uh, Notre Dame against Pitt for game one on Wednesday. I'm going to keep it very boring for now. I'm going with the high seed, the higher seed. I'm going Notre Dame. Okay. So I'm going four for four in the higher seed. All right, I like it. Virginia and Georgia Tech, what do we got, gentlemen? Oh, this one, this this is tough because if Georgia, Georgia Tech's bats very much match up with Virginia's bats. And, Micah, you've been putting in my head that Virginia's pitching has been going down lately. What was the series this year? Do you remember, Micah? Virginia they, just they, swept Tech. Yeah, they literally just played this weekend. How do you not remember Oh, yeah, this, yeah. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. My Virginia, Virgin, to give you a recap, Nick, of what happened this weekend in Virginia and Georgia Tech, um, Virginia did not play very well and still spanked them. Uh-huh. Like, to be frank, like, it was a weekend for Virginia. Granted, I don't think anyone pitches super well against Georgia Tech. Like, Georgia Tech can put up points. I'll pick first. I'm saying Virginia, and the only reason why I'm saying that is if you look back to what I said, I said that Virginia Tech, or excuse me, that Georgia Tech beats UNC. Which then, if you're Virginia, guess what that means, gentlemen? You just have to win that one, and you're yeah. on to the semifinals. So, 
That is the only reason why I sit comfortably with Virginia here because if it's the other way around, then I don't think that you like I would not dis like for those you guys pick North Carolina. I will not fault you if you pick Georgia Tech here because Virginia will not throw their best. You want me to say my pick now then or go ahead and say it. Yep, I'm feelings? taking I'm taking Georgia Tech over Virginia. You know why? Because that game for Virginia probably won't matter. And guess what? It's hard to beat a team four, not just four times in a season, four, four times, times in a in row. row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, you know, nobody wants to talk about this, gentlemen, but I, I just want to humble brag here. You know, Virginia is the third, third hottest college uh, baseball team in college baseball right now. Yeah, you guys have like a nine-game winning streak. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, that is against Radford, uh, JMU, Towson maybe, and then Louisville for three and Georgia Tech for three. So not the uh, not the toughest of schedules, but, hey, winning nine in a row is winning nine in a row. So, you know, I think, I think I'm going to join in on Hayden with this one and go Georgia Tech because – I've been preaching it all the time. It's hard to beat a team four times in a row. Like, you could just go back to last year. State, Wake Forest. Wake swept NC State. Well, they were the first game, um, I think, last year, and State beat them. So, it's hard to beat a team four times. I think um, – I think – I think Hayden makes a good point that UVA is going to save their best or whoever said that. I'm sorry. I forgot who said that between you two. UVA will use their best against Chapel Hill if I'm saying that Chapel Hill will go 1 and 0. So UVA, I think um I think they'll go 0 and 1 against Georgia Tech. Okay. So in Clemson Virginia Tech. Gentlemen, I am going to shock the world and say Clemson. So I'll keep it easy. Same. <laughs> yeah, I'll say same. Okay. So based on that logic, we've already had Virginia Tech play twice. On your guys' side, they are done. They are 0-2. They were done even when they lost their first game. Um, that's another thing that sucks. When you're the lower seed, you literally can't – like if you're the lowest seed in your pool, you cannot lose a game. I hate that for them, to be honest. Because um, that's just – I don't think that's super fair. Unless you're the sec, unless you're the second seed in your pool, and the seed ahead of you goes zero and two. I don't think that's. Let's say you have. Let's say you have. Let's let's think it out real quick. You got teams, you know, one, two, and three. Yeah, but Hayden, Hayden, you have to keep in mind if you're the two seed, and you go one and one, but the team above you goes zero and two, that means the three seed had to go two and zero. Oh shit! Yep. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's only possible – literally the only way if you are not the one seed to get on is if you go 2-0. and Yep. Yep, that is correct. So, that's another flaw with the tournament, but that's how it works. So, obviously, you guys had, B- had Virginia Tech already eliminated. I now have them eliminated because, obviously, they are 1-1. One one. Um, so, Clemson has moved on, clearly, because BC is 0-1. Um, all right. So, Clemson has moved on. In all of our pools, congratulations, gentlemen. Um, well, actually, technically, no, because you still have BC there. So, actually, I lied. In my pool, Clemson has moved on. All right. We are moving on. Uh, everyone else has teams that are – everyone's still alive. Except for Pitt, obviously. Pitt lost the game. So they're done. But 
Oh, that's right. You did. You were with me on that one. So, yeah. So, we both have Clemson moving on. Technically, BC is still alive for Nick. Uh, we got Wake Forest and Pitt. Um, this looks like a very big uh, – this is a Keener game, you think, Nick? No, this is a rat game. What? Yeah. You're not going to have Rhett pitch on Friday night? Not if they go 1-0. If they go 1-0, guarantee yourself the win. Hold on, 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 hold on. First off, Wake hasn't played a game yet. But second, and Pitt's eliminated already, so that game does not matter for Wake Forest to advance. But... I mean, I guess if they win, they're, they're probably sitting pretty, but they're going to have to win the other game regardless. But why – when? because you have to remember, Nick, they're going to have to play to win the whole thing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're not going to throw Red on Wednesday, right, and then throw him on Sunday, I don't think, if you're in the championship. That's the only way I would hear out Red pitching on Wednesday. Well, he would play Thursday. They don't, they don't play on Wednesday, yeah. Or Thursday, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mixing up the days. I'm thinking that everything starts on Monday. You're right, on Thursday. You really think they're going to – so then they're definitely not going to throw them on Thursday. There's no way. Why would you do that? You want, well, you they, want can't the... throw Seth, they can't throw Seth. Seth just pitched yesterday. That's what I'm saying, though, because they you're might... right. He did, just pitch, he did just pitch yesterday. So, But even then, I mean, that's still what? See, here's the, rest? here's the problem with Wake right now is that they still at the moment they don't know the they don't know the health of Sean Sullivan yet. So, I well that's why it, I think I think that's why I think you go in this situation think, you go Hartle on Wednesday, you go Rhett on Friday, and then you have if you have Sean great you go Saturday if not. Honestly, man, and I hate this is not a disrespect to Pitt, but it is a disrespect to Pitt. I think that you can throw out Hartle for three to four innings, have him be the Oprah. Hell, you could probably just do a bullpen game on Wednesday. But I would, if I'm Wake, get up early, have Hartle go four quick ones, pull him out, and have him available as a long reliever potentially on Saturday if you need it. And let Rhett throw on Friday. And then if you have Sean for Sunday, great. If you don't, you don't. And that I think way, Keener can start on Saturday because you can trust Keener to start on Saturday. Yeah, I think what they plan to do is, if Pitt wins against Notre Dame, which none of us have happening, by the way, so none of us have happening. So if Pitt beats Notre Dame and Wake plays Pitt Thursday, then they'll throw Rhett. Then they'll throw they'll throw Rhett Thursday if Pitt beats Notre Dame. Yeah, because that, that's uh, the win that will get them to the next round. So right. yeah, that makes and sense. And if not, they will use they'll use Reed Moscalo for uh, Friday night. Reed. Or, yeah, they'll use their midweek. They will save Josh, Sean, and Seth so then so then so what you're telling me based off what we've predicted is Thursday will be Reed, Friday will be Rhett, Saturday will be Josh, Sunday will be uh, Sean possibly Keener if not. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would use Reed Thursday, but if they why? If we're again, we are predicting that Pitt has lost that game, so that game does not matter for Wake. Why would you throw Rhett? Why would you throw your ace in a game that? No, does no, no. Not I'm not matter? saying that they would throw Rhett. I'm just saying they won't throw Reed. Why would you throw any of your top arms? Reed is your worst arm. No disrespect, Reed. You are the lowest arm on this totem pole. 
Why would you pitch him against anybody else but the worst team in the conference in a game that doesn't matter? Like, I'm genuinely asking you, Nick, why? I, That'd be the stupidest managerial decision I've ever heard in my entire life. I will say that to his face if he does it. Reed hasn't pitched against conference teams. I and don't Reed, care. Reed, the game doesn't matter. The game literally does not matter, Nick. If you are, if we are predicting that Notre Dame beats Pitt here on the day before. That game against Pitt does not matter. Then I think they'll just throw Josh. Why would you throw Josh? You need him for the weekend. But hear me out. Reed, Reed is the guy that pitched against Coastal the second time around, correct? No, that's Seth. Oh, that's Seth? Oh, yes. man, I, I throw Seth. Holy shit. No, but you're save not gonna your throw best Seth arms for the Seth games that matter. Played. Yeah, and save your arms for the like save your best arms for the games that matter. Thursday will not matter. Dude, if he gets shelled, so what? Based off what we're predicting, guess what? All Wake has to do is win Friday night on Rhett Day. Or Josh Day. Or Keener Day. Or Sean Day. Doesn't matter. Any of those four arms, I'd feel comfortable pitching on Friday. So are we all going Wake Forest over a pit? Yes. Yeah, well, Wake, obviously, over pit. I'm just saying that you will not see Reed on that just won't happen that that's not going to happen you're not going to see reed what thursday so you're telling me you're telling me that reed will get a weekend start no i'm telling you the only way reed is gonna uh start in a game is against notre dame on friday if they're one and up but they're not you don't get this though nick that won't fucking matter if they are 1-0 going against 1-0 Notre Dame, if Notre Dame wins, you're done. Do you not get that? Why I would got... you throw your worst arm in a game that actually no, determines it, whether no, you move I'm on? saying if, if Pitt already had beaten Notre Dame and Wake beats Pitt, that's how Reed plays against Notre okay, Dame. Okay, well then that's we're, what using, I'm saying. we're using the scenario that Pitt has lost. Okay, if so Pitt... Then, who is pitching? Because you have to – again, you only have three arms that you that we know can pitch because we don't know about Sean. So then you're telling me that Reed's not pitching Thursday no matter what. So you just said. So then who is pitching? Because Probably why would you, Josh. But then who's pitching Sunday in the championship? Probably Seth. I'm going to make a bold uh, opinion Then who's here, pitching Saturday? There may not be a Sunday for Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're Wake Forest, you have set yourself up for either, like, the three games based off what we're predicting that are actually lose and go home games to be an arm that is not good, who has not p- – sorry, not good, that's, that's bad – has not pitched an ACC play. Why would you do that, Nick? I'm telling you right now, Reed is pitching Thursday if Pitt wins – or, excuse me, if Notre Dame wins. Because you will not throw your top three arms that are healthy against a team that doesn't matter. It won't matter. That'd be the dumbest managerial decision I've ever heard. I'm, I'm not trying to insult intelligent people, but that would that would blow my mind. Because now you've screwed yourself. Because if you're Wake Forest, and Hayden, I agree with you, there's no guarantee that Wake's playing it. But if you're Wake Forest, you're the one seed. You have to set your lineup as if you are playing on Sunday. So why would you put 
one of your Friday, Saturday, Sunday guys on a game that does not matter? I'm going to say this for like for my pick. I have Wake Forest, but closer than the experts think. I mean, I agree. I don't think it's going to be a blow, but that's because I think Reed's pitching. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't think Reed is pitching Thursday. Well, all I'm going to say is, Nick, if Reed – if what we predict happens where Notre Dame beats Pitt, if Reed does not pitch Thursday, Wake Forest will not be playing on Saturday or on Sunday. I will tell you that right now. Well, think, Micah, think about it. Wake has four four starting arms they can use. No one else. Yes, but you just said, Sean, you don't know can pitch. And you cannot tell me that but Reed – you cannot tell me that Reed is better than a Clemson – a Caden Grice from Clemson who's their three. Or a Connolly Early from Virginia who's their two to three. You cannot tell me that that is a factual statement. So then you are losing that pitching matchup. You are losing the pitching matchup to anything that – like Miami has four quality arms too, and they're actually healthy right now. Finally. So you're going to lose the pitching matchup to them. Why would you put yourself in that scenario if you are Wake Forest? Because if you are Wake Forest, you can – this is a chance to do something you've never done before. Why would you – you're screwing yourself. I'm not trying – like maybe Reed can shock the world. Based off what we know, he is not pitching. He's not outdueling any weekend starter from any of the top seeds in the ACC. He's just not. We saw him against App, dude. App had a day against him. And that is the, what, 11 seed in the Sunbelt Tournament, Hayden? The 9 seed somewhere in that ballpark? App State? Uh, uh, dude, somewhere in the mid. There was a... I haven't looked at the full term. I just know who Coastal has a chance of playing. And let's just say there is a cluster from yes, like – there is a cluster. From and, like and, it's, and it's a cluster because they're all 500 in the Sun Belt. And I'm not trying to insult the Sun Belt, Hayden, because it's a good conference. But it's not the ACC. Hey, I'm just saying, the Sun Belt, <laughs> if you look at, like, you know, the win percentage and all that, there's more – like, for a conference, more teams have – NFL. I well, looked. yeah, that's because everyone's RPI is like 97, so calm down. But anyways. Okay. I'm talking about in conference, though. They have oh, I know. I know. Records, but. Anyways. Look, Wake, 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 bottom line, Wake has Wake five wins. arms they can fiddle with if Sean is healthy. If Sean is healthy, Sean will go the weekend. It's more yeah. than likely Sean will be fine. So what I'm telling you is they're not going to go read uh, on Thursday. That's what I'm saying. They will not go read. They will use one of their starters, and they got four other arms that they can use. Seth, Rhett, Josh, Sean. If Sean's healthy, that's fine. But even then, man, I don't. You don't throw your best starter in a game that doesn't matter. You just don't. It makes no sense. They will not use Rhett Thursday Uh, unless it's Notre Dame. I just don't know why. I just don't know why you don't set yourself like if Sean's ready to go. Like if he's healthy and able to play this weekend. He should pitch Thursday. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So if he's not healthy, then guess who's got to go? Reed's got to go. Because you cannot throw your best arms against a game that will not matter. And, again, you have to factor in, Nick, Pitt is going to throw their ace in game one. So why would you pitch your ace against a secondary starter for the worst team in this tournament? Why? That's okay. just a you got, waste you got of to understand, count. Micah. You got to understand. This isn't like anyone will be, any one of these pitchers will be just fine. 
you realize that like these guys, four of these guys lead the ACC in ERA. So it doesn't matter who. And they the guy, up, but the guy you're, probably not but the red. guy you're saying is going to start is not that four. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Why would you throw? You you're setting yourself up. This is, again, we'll end this debate because it's all about whether Sean's healthy. But if Sean's not healthy, you are throwing the guy that is not on your list of top four against teams, aces, or number two guys. That's stupid. Because those games will be winner take all. You you lose, guess what, Wake? Have fun back in Winston-Salem while everyone else still plays ball in Durham. You don't do that. I'm telling you, I will die on that hill. If I find out that Sean's not healthy and Rhett pitches on Thursday, Barry Wake Forest now. Thursday. I'm telling you, Rhett's not going to pitch Thursday unless he has to. Okay, good. Well, if they throw Josh, though, again, if they do not throw anybody but Reed against Pitt, in the scenario that Pitt has not upset Notre Dame, dumb. In my opinion, very dumb. But, again, I'm not a manager, so I can be wrong. That's what it takes her for. Anyways, we all have Wake. We move on. We can debate this forever. Reed, if you do listen to this, I do not think you're a bad pitcher by any means. I just worry. Nick mentioned it. You haven't pitched an ACC play. So, like, having you pitch in a winner-take-all game, no disrespect, you have, like you've mentioned, Nick, you have four incredible arms that are in front of you. So you have to be careful. All I'm saying, because, again, selfishly, man, I want Wake to win this whole thing. But, hey, Virginia, give me Wake. (laughs) Anyways, we move on. North Carolina, Virginia. I have North Carolina beating Virginia because, like I had said previously, I had Virginia beating Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech beating North Carolina. So that game did not matter for Virginia. Virginia will throw our midweek guy, who has been pretty good. I will say not Connolly Early, who's been the midweek earlier in the year. It's our current midweek. But I think North Carolina will win this game. Everyone's going one-on-one in pool B. Yeah, pool B. But because Virginia has a tiebreaker, they move on. What do you gentlemen have? I've got Virginia beating Carolina. Uh, so Virginia will go one and one for me um, and advance to Sandwich. Yep. I also have Virginia going one and one, um, winning a valuable must win game for both teams. I have uh, Virginia winning and advancing. Okay. The game, the two gentlemen that I'm talking to. Miami, NC State at 7 o'clock. In this scenario, Miami has not played a game yet. I had NC State upsetting Duke. I think, what, two or three of us, me and Nick, have that. So, by rule, this is the game that Miami has to have in order to advance. And that is why. Except for in my prediction. Yes, in our predictions, me and Nick's. Nick and I. Give me the Canes. Nick, go. I mean, I'm not going to pick against State. So I, I, I'll go, I'll go, uh, who, who would be our day two? Matt, I'll go Matt having the day of his life. All right. All right. I think that for pitching wise, you know, I have state losing to Duke. So this game essentially doesn't that matter for Miami. Um, and if that is the case, I would like to think that we go Rosario, um, because of, you know, our four guys, if I'm not mistaken, he does have the lowest ERA. Um, and you don't want to wait. I want to say waste, but you don't want to use a Carson or a Drake. Um, in no, this you scenario. don't. Yeah. So, That's I, I, like, I think Carson's pitching in this game based off of my scenario. So that's right, why I went right. Miami. But 
This is strictly business. And I'm trying to prove my point. <laughs> <And he's dead>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. All right. But, but, but I will be at Kenny Chess that night, uh, keeping track with the uh, Miami game. All right. We go to, we go to Friday morning, BC and Clemson. This game does not matter in my bracket, nor Hayden's. It technically matters in Nick's. So by rule, Nick, you're picking first. Are you going to pick against the, uh, the sizzling hot Tagus? Uh, I will not. Clemson will move on and they will beat BC. Well, gentlemen, Clemson's got to lose eventually, right? So is it yeah, now? Yeah, not where I have them. <laughs> is, it, is it now or is it the next day? Because we all have Virginia advancing. So, in my scenario, Clemson's going to throw their midweek. BC is not. <sighs> BC will throw their two, though. Hayden, do you have a do you have a do you have a confident pick? Because I'm still I'm still yeah. Wavering. I have a very confident pick because I was at a wedding last night, and this is the first time I've been at a wedding that a not a professional sports team chant broke out, but a college team. Oh chant God, it's a Clemson out. chant, wasn't it? One, two, three, four. One, you know that is stuck in my head now, and I was drunk, so I of course joined in. And I don't know if you guys know me or not. Uh, hey, Clemson. Clemson is Clemson is one of my least favorite teams. <laughs> um, that is correct. <laughs> but I uh, I have enjoyed, and I will say this: I have enjoyed my time. Um, every time I have been to a Clemson game, um, except when they played Miami, I was dude. It was that was that was tough. But um, like I said, you it, that that built character. Um, <laughs> and, and before I don't know who's ever listened if they actually made it this far. I don't want you to be like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't go to the AC tournament. He doesn't know like what the difference between eleven and three and seven is. Fun fact, I have not missed an ACC tournament. Actually, I've only missed one since 2009. Guys, the year is 2023. I have been to a fair bit of the ACC tournament. So I kind of know about these times and how the crowd is. And so so before anyone thinks I'm a big game boomer type guy, I've actually (laughs) been, and I know it. Oh, you just poked a bear uh, because my wonderful co-host, Mr. Nicholas Dioli, has a hard-o for – for Mr. Big Game Boomer, so well, Big Game Boomer has DM me before because he loves coastal. So uh, we we've talked before, but I mean he's he's great. But Nick and I don't see eye to eye on our opinions. I'm not him, a so. hardo. I just I uh, I think he's uh, he's tweeted multiple times defending him because he wants the cloud. So that's the definition of a hardo. No, Anyways, I criticized him before. I criticized him. Okay. Anyways, like when he when. Anyways, Nick, I I agreed with him when he ripped on Ron Nick, one time. We're, we're an hour and twenty into this pod, and we haven't even got to the semis yet. Nick, what's your pick? Aiden <laughs> was going. Oh, he did pick. Sorry, it's my pick. Though, give me Clemson. Hayden, did you pick anybody? You actually never got there. You, yeah, you, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, okay, four. So that was, C-L-E-M-S-O-N. That's where I thought you were going, but you never actually said it. So you went on the little tangent about it. So we all got Clemson then. Clemson's 2-0 in mine. That's 2-0 in everybody's, if I'm not mistaken. So good for Clemson. Duke, Miami. This game matters to Hayden's side. So Hayden, go first. Strictly business. 
The last time I saw Miami Duke in the ACC tournament, Duke hit a walk-off nuke. Strictly business, I think uh, Carson Lennon is getting the start in this game. And guess what? Uh, Miami's not going to lose on a walk-off this time. Strictly business. Give me the U. I'm going Duke here. I don't. I, the I, we said it yesterday uh, when we talked about like just recapping what these teams have to do. This pool is the most screams to me one in one pool I've ever seen in ACC play in a while. I so have, by I, rule, I have, go, I have them all going one and one. I know you do. That's what I'm saying though. That's why I'm picking Duke as well because I had Miami obviously meeting the NC State game at right. the, the winner take all. And so also, I'm on the one and one bandwagon as well. But if you if you listen to the point earlier, like I said, it's hard to beat a team four straight times. Uh, Miami and Duke will be playing, you know, for the third time in four games. And the last two games, Miami hung ten. Both yeah, on but Duke. you have to remember that Duke won game one. Right. No, I know, no, no. So, so Miami's gonna have to beat Duke for you know three consecutive times, which I think is hard to do. But because of what happened last time in the tournament, give me give me the year. I will say Duke does benefit from. Again, playing one of the first games of the weekend to one of the last games of the weekend in terms of pool yeah, play. Two so games that's right. beneficial. Where Miami's playing two games in 24 hours. Less than that. I Less think. than 24 hours. 21 hours. Yeah. So, and knowing, sorry, and, knowing, and knowing the games that are before it, there's a very good chance that game is not starting at 7 o'clock. <laughs> no, never. So, never. So, anyways, that's besides the point. Nick, who do you got? Uh... And this one, it doesn't matter for mine because I got state going. So it matters when it comes to who would host a regional potentially, though. That's very true. Because uh, if Duke wins this, they've now split the series two and two all this season. We'll have the argument of, oh, well, we beat them the one time, even though it wasn't really neutral because it is their home ballpark, but, you know, neutral ground. Um, you know, where if Miami wins, they can say, hey, we're three and one against these guys. We've done it two different places. Like, Pick us. RPI is right now 19 for Duke. I believe 15 or 16 for Miami. So it's going to matter for RPI as well. So not saying this game doesn't matter, but this is probably the most matters, but doesn't matter for the actual ACC tournament matters. Uh, I'll go Miami on this one. <laughs> I, think, I, I think the bats are overall might be better. Um, <laughs> No, shoot. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I have to switch. I think I got to go Duke. I think that two days rest is going to be helpful. I think if my prediction's right, like Hayden just said, 21 hours, they just lost the state. Duke will so, be fresh, ready to go. I, I, give me Duke in a close one. So you, you're, you're telling me that the uh, the higher seed gets screwed here because they're playing on back-to-back days and they arrest. Are we are we proving my point here? But he, he did just kind of prove your point. But <laughs> anyways, all right, we move on to the last game of the pool play, Wake Forest and Notre Dame. Uh, we all have this game mattering. Uh, for some odd reason, though, Nick does not think that this game will be a ret game. Or do you think it's a ret game? Is it a ret game for you, Nick? Is Friday a red game for you? No, Friday's not. Well, I have Pitt. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. Hold on. Uh, it's Notre Dame. I think both teams are one and one in your. Uh, or one and they're all one and 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 one and
Okay, so then give me Wake. <laughs> yeah, give me Wake. Yeah, easy. Honestly, dude, Wake could throw any of their week. That's the thing. Like, that's why my argument, Nick, with you was so heated about the pit thing was it's not the fact that I don't trust any of the Wake starters. It's the fact that I do feel confident with any Wake starter that goes against, like, the pitching matchups for Wake against both Notre Dame in this scenario and the semifinal and championship all lean wake if you have your three healthy guys now if you have sean that's healthy again like i don't think that anyone not named sean or reed should pitch on that way on that thursday because when you have three arms that can do it that are healthy that you're going to need to get things done you, you got to keep them so anyways so we all do we all have wake winning then i think i, didn't, I don't know if i heard your answer or not hayden yeah, I'm uh so again, I hate to be super boring because you know, when we talked last, I had three non top four seeds advancing last time. Uh three or four if not actually, but um I, dude, I'm going chalk, man. I'm going the one, two, yeah, three, four, same. which is which is guaranteed not to happen, by the way. Um, so I'm gonna miss one or two somewhere, but I'm going I'm going way force. Yeah. I mean, I think the only beneficial thing is like a lot of times when the chalk doesn't happen, it's because we we all kind of feel so confident that these teams are light years better. I just think there's just so much one-in-one parity that the benefit – like every one of us has at least two teams going one-in-one. But then the higher seed advances clearly because of obviously the logic of one-in-one. Yeah, so, I, have the, I have the logic of one-in-one happening in pool B and pool D. Yeah, and that's where my head's at too. So, all right, so that means for – Hayden and I, we have all one through four advancing, meaning our semifinals are Wake and Miami. And then we've got NC State, excuse me, geez, uh, Virginia versus Clemson. And then obviously on Nick's standpoint, it is going to be Clemson versus Virginia and NC State versus Wake. Uh, so, Nick, since yours is different than ours, pick your, pick your champion. Go all the way through for us. Give me – Give me Wake to beat State, and then give me – I got to ride with the Tigers. I'm sorry, Mike. Give me Clemson, and then I'll take Wake to beat the Tigers and win the ACC championship. Okay. Hayden, it's down to us now. Let's go game by game. Miami versus Wake. I think Greg Zill is, uh, is getting the start in this game, mind you, all right? Oh wait, wait! Are we are we doing it together? Well, I'm I'm gonna go over to the Miami Wake. We can do it together, but I'm gonna tell you what. No, 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 no. No, are, are we doing? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we going upset special here? Well, hear me out. Miami played at Wake Forest. All right, I don't know the dimensions, but by the looks, it's one of the smallest bar parks that I've ever been to. And Miami went there, and, you know, the baseball Bob's guy, was, t- was he was texting <laughs> about all the balls they lost during, you know, BP. And then they proceed to score three runs the entire weekend and just had a mindset that they just did not want to be there. Uh, so that being said, um, I don't think that they're I, – I just don't see them laying a fourth egg. And like I said earlier, it's hard to beat a team four times. Um, dude – I know I sound biased, but based on what my thoughts are on teams that are already three and zero, and how Miami showed up in Winston Salem, uh, give me give me the U. I love it because I'm in the same boat. I I want to pick Wake. I really do. I, I think that this team is talented enough to do it. But I mean, 
Hey, or Nick can speak to this more. The, the starting pitching, man, hasn't been – there's been some, like, random lapses recently. We saw it against BC. We saw it this weekend against Virginia Tech, and I understand, like, it's just been some different situations and whatnot. But, like, I mean, you tweeted it out, Nick. What what, what was happening to Hartle on Saturday? Oh, man. <laughs> Like no disrespect to Josh, we, I, sh- we, I, I, I but, regret but putting that tweet. Don't out regret it. It's it's a dude. He it. He gave up two. He gave up two bombs. Yeah, but by dude, a Homer fest, it sounded like he gave up five in a row. No, but dude, he was. I think that Miami is the second most talented team in this conference. And arguably could be the first if it weren't for the fact that Wake Forest's starting pitching is just ungodly good. Right. And you look at our starting pitching and Miami's each, you know, overall Dude, team Miami, is my, kind of mid. Yeah, Miami's problem is they, they were not healthy early in the year when they got their likes of Virginia and got the likes of Wake. And, dude, they've had to go on the road and take on these challenges. Like, you had to go to Winston-Salem. You had to go to Charlottesville. And like Chapel you, Hill and yeah, Louisville with like, only two starters. Well, yeah, like you didn't have to like, you know, this wasn't like you you went you were at them posting them at home and they hammered you outside, uh, you know, a Rod's ballpark, you know, <sighs> like I'm just, I'm gonna predict the next game. I think if you go undefeated in pool play, you're not getting to the championship. So I'm going Virginia Miami as my final. All right, so. So that means we have. So that means I have Clemson in Virginia. I just looked; they didn't play each other um, in the regular season. If I'm not mistaken, in my rankings that I sent to you, I do have Virginia being higher. And I really want to see Miami and, and Miami and Virginia because if that's the case, I'm already going into. Mind you, I start my uh, first day of my new actual full time job on my birthday, and I'm gonna walk in and be like, "Hey, fam." Just in case, just in case, I'm going to take Sunday off. So that yeah, being yeah. said, Miami want to make it a Sunday. Um, but I kind of want to see Miami, Virginia, because that's the case. You know, we both have to go. However, I'm thinking it's going to be Miami and Clemson. All right, well. Because Nick. Clemson is hot. Like, I, dude, I wanted to put Clemson at number, like, four in my rankings uh, this week. <laughs> I – Okay. Hell, no, so here's I did. my thing. I did. I did. Here's wait, wait. Thing. No, I have I have Clemson at four, Coastal five, Virginia six. So, yeah. So based so, on that, I had yeah. So here's my thing though, and this again, I've been preaching it. I, I still haven't gotten it wrong. So say what you want, dude. Clemson's got to lose eventually because they're not going to run the table through Omaha. If I'm Clemson, man, lose this game. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I mean, I, lose I this game. They they are hosting regardless. Like. If yeah, if you get to the semis, Clemson, like pretty much, I think if you get to the semifinals of the ACC, if you're not named like NC, like if you're if you're a one through seven and you get to the semis, you're probably hosting. Yeah, like so, yeah, you have nothing, and they're probably a top eight if they get to the, the top four of the ACC. So, I think, like, dude, I, I'm not gonna lie, man, I. I almost didn't have Virginia coming out of their pool play, but I think that it's just a very one-and-one type pool. So, by rule, Virginia advances for that. And that's why I'm like, you know what, man? Virginia, I understand they haven't been playing a lot of great teams, but they're just as hot as Clemson. 
Clemson is hotter, but they're both on fire. Right. And, and the and reason Virginia why is going to get humbled by North Carolina or Georgia Tech in your guys' scenario. And they're going to have to win some like they're going to they're going to have something to play for. And by rule, Hayden, I haven't crowned him yet. But like you said, Virginia and Miami would be great because I think Miami wins it all. I think that Miami, again, is like <laughs> they are the type of team that I do not want to see at all right now because sure they haven't been the greatest but do they have the talent <laughs> like this is one of the top teams in the country they just were injured and haven't gotten into a groove yet and they're gonna get like do they have the most battle-tested pool of all time like <laughs> chippy nc state team that's got an rpi of 26 but yet it's still not even being put in some teams or some people's brackets and then obviously a duke team that's trying to host a regional was coming off pissed off after losing a series to Miami in Coral Gables. So, so you know, so my matchup, I have Clemson, Miami, Miami Clemson, yeah. and I it's going to be it, I, I, I'll I'll project the first two guys that come in for Miami in any order. It's going to be Chestnut and Torres. Doesn't matter what order, but it's going to be those two guys that we'll see um, action. Unless Miami gets to the point where they really have to win a game, then they might bring Chestnut in. Um, but anyways. Kind of be beside the point. So this essentially would be game four for Miami. Don't know if y'all know this or not, but as we record, the Miami Heat are up 61 to 46 on Boston at halftime. The Miami <laughs> Heat are home for uh, this game and the next. The Florida Panthers are 2-0 <laughs> at Carolina. And they're going to Sunrise with, if I'm not mistaken, two games at home. So, you know what's going to happen in game four of the Miami Heat-Boston? Miami Heat clinches, advance. They win the conference championship. The Florida Panthers will win their conference championship in game four. Strictly business, the Miami Hurricanes win their conference championship in what game? Game four. South Florida is hot. South Florida is hot as hell, and it scares me because it almost reminds me of Philly last year, and God forbid if some miracle happens, the Miami Marlins actually make the World Series. Hell, even make the playoffs, hell. Um, <laughs> but the way it's going, it's going to be a – it could be either just like Philly or the, the, the Miami sports team to actually win, and the Dolphins have a lot of hype. So South Florida is hot right now. Yeah. All right, well, two guys going with my – I kind of want to change my pick now to Clemson just because, well, lame. <laughs> you know what? I'm doing it. Give me Clemson. I'm just kidding. But, no, it's – dude, I mean, this is one of those things where I'm, I'm almost 100% certain I'm wrong. Like, I'm purely just going off of gut because – Oh, no, me too. I can see Miami going 0-2. There's just so much, like, question mark, like, and, like, I'm not going to lie to you, Nick. I actually kind of believe what you're saying about them potentially, like, throwing Josh Hartle on Thursday against Pitt. And that scares me. Because if that is the case, man, I don't think they get past the semifinal. <laughs> because I just don't – yes, I get it. They have the best arms in the ACC. But if you're down one of those arms, and technically based off that logic, you're down two of them, and technically, based on that logic, you're going to have to throw one of them in the Friday game. So now you're down three of them. You've got one left. 
That's it. So sure, maybe you get past the semifinal, but then you're screwed in the championship game. And maybe if you're awake, you don't necessarily care about that. But I don't know why you wouldn't put yourself in the scenario to best succeed. So, well, every Clemson fan that's followed us, Nick's going to hate us because nobody picked them to win it. So that means they're going to win it. Yeah, 100%. Clemson fans, congratulations. You are the 2023 ACC Baseball Tournament Champions. Um, (laughs) You will defeat, well, I guess probably Wake Forest since (laughs) technically on this podcast, Miami was the favorite to get to the championship. So congratulations, Wake Forest and Clemson, um, on advancing to the championship. (laughs) Well, no, actually, no. Congratulations, Wake Forest and Virginia. Because technically, I mean, yeah, no one's picking Clemson to win it, but Two out of three had Clemson getting to the title. So, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Dude, it, it's all up for grabs. I mean, I guess before we go, because this is, this makes it more fun, because we were all pretty much chalk minus Nick being a homer for the pack. If we had to pick one, we'll pick, we'll each pick one team from five through eight and nine through 12. Like, it's more of an odds game. Who would you take to win the championship if you, like, could pick one from each field? So, I'll let you go first, uh, Nick, since you technically, by rule, already have one with, you know, the nine. So, you have your nine through 12. But who would be your five through eight best bet to win if you had to pick one? I'm going to hate picking this, but I think it's so true. Carolina. I think. Carol, no, no one's talked about. Hey, Hayden, 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 he's proven our point. (laughs) The triangle teams, the triangle teams, crazy how that works. Hey, Duke's in the triangle too. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I almost, I almost did pick Duke, but oh, he's proven our point. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hey, our point has to be proven here. (laughs) I picked, I picked Duke against Miami because I didn't think Miami would try if they lost NC State. That's fair. Um, oh, no, that no, that's one hundred percent. Nick is right, dude. I'm telling you, I've seen Miami. I've watched Miami baseball for many, many years. If NC State beats Duke and then NC State beats Miami, Miami will not show up against Duke. If Miami is zero and one and State is already advanced, Miami will not show up. Yeah, but right. I, I'll go Carolina because they were the. I believe the eight seed last year and they won the whole thing and they're a decent ball club. They ran into a very hot Clemson team, but before Clemson, it looked like that they were turning it on. I like to remember we were like calling out Carolina, like they could be frauds. They're actually kind of mid, but even like two weeks before they started their series against NC state, uh, they started to turn it on a little bit. And, you know, again, Clemson, hottest team in the country, probably. Um, I could see Carolina just, you know, sneaking on by the quiet seven seed or eight seed, wherever they're at right now, and win the whole thing. They did it last year. They could do it again. And who are your, who's your, uh, your five through eight and your nine through 12? You would... So, my well, guys. I'm not going to try to disprove my point. So, who am I going with the five through nine or five through eight? I'm going – well, I can either go UNC or Duke. And it's going to prove my point anyways. Um, but I'm going to go UNC uh, because they're going to have more fans. Um, nine through 12, you guys want to take a guess who I'm taking? The Wolfpack. 
Yep, yep, NC State. That's what I'm taking. You know why? But <laughs> no, we already. So, but I'm, I'm going that. And I'll actually, before we, this might be my last time I talk, but let's say Miami goes 3 1 in this tournament, wins the whole thing. Let's say Coastal wins their, you know, Sunbelt tournament. Well, let's say Miami doesn't win it, like, you know, every game conventionally. And, you know, besides the game that they lose the state, I'm still riding that it will be a seven or ten. Well, what, what's really going to happen is it's going to be Miami and Florida paired up like four or 13. Um, but however, he will not be lower than a six seed, right? I know unless that, it's that's against what we're like the the top, and, and that's what worries me because I'm riding with a Miami coastal uh pairing for uh, hey, regionals. There's a very waiting for your sake. The coastal's the 11 here. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, very, yeah. Oh, with the and the SEC is only killing itself or not killing. But really, kind of helping itself by like nobody actually deciding to be dominant anymore. So, but I like it. All right. Well, thankfully, I disagree with oh, both of your picks. How the hell do you not pick Duke as the five? Is like, like there for the, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to discredit what Miami did to come back and win on Saturday. I mean, let's just be real, dude. Better team for a decent amount of that game. You so Saturday? Wasn't it Saturday where, where Duke? No, no. You're, you're, thinking, you're thinking of game two. Yeah, game. So the Saturday game, oh, you're Miami right. had a field day. Now, no, well, so Friday essentially would be your typical Saturday game being game two. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, no, that game could have went very differently. I, uh, I do agree with you on that. It was whatever game that Duke had the lead, then Miami came storming back to tie it, and then won it and won extras or whatever it was. Game, yeah, game two, the Friday night game. Yeah, sorry, my fault. I'm really, you're right. The Friday, Saturday, Sunday stuff being got me off. Anyways, so going Duke there, playing in their home ballpark for God's sakes. Can't can't pick against them. And then on the flip side, Virginia Tech man, isn't it like? This team, I'm, I am, I'm pretty confident. A very good baseball team, and they should be in the NCAA tournament in a regional. So, I would not put it past them. Like, I think honestly, the toughest path of anybody, because you can argue NC State, but Boston College is a potential regional, and then you have the hottest team sitting right on the other side of that with Clemson, but. If they can get past in their regional, they've <laughs> they probably took out their toughest test and like kind of owned Virginia. They didn't own North competitive with North Carolina. So I think that it's very plausible that Virginia Tech is able to make a run. So all right, gentlemen, that'll wrap this one up. Thank you both for hopping on. Thank you, everybody that is still listening. Um, I think what we'll do is, if you gentlemen want, maybe we'll kind of recap each day shortly, if we can, for like 20, 30 minutes, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if we all can, if only one or two of us can hop on. But, Nick, I think that's going to be the best idea to get some content out and really recap what's happening. But thank you guys for both being on. Uh, you each get 30 seconds to say whatever you want before we go. Nick, so, Hayden, go. go first. Or oh, Nick, go, go, first. First. go first. Hayden, go okay, first. Okay, I'll go. 
Hayden go first. Nick go second. <laughs> All right, 30 seconds. Here we go. I'm going to take my time to talk about the Sun Belt. And guess what? I'm going to be even more boring here. I got a feeling, man, it's going to be chalk, man. It's going to be one coastal uh, against number two, Southern Miss, for the championship. And then obviously the semis will be number three, Troy, making it number four, Louisiana. Also 15 making. seconds. All right. Um, like I said, very boring. But if I had to go through and pick it, uh, give me Coastal as the Sun Belt. And somehow, some way, Cal State Fulton wins the Big West. Love it. Nick, your turn. Um, I will get those stats out. Final stats for the top 10 will probably come out tonight. Meant to do them this afternoon. Didn't have time to. It's the last ones. I'll also tweet out who won in each category. They'll get their own separate tweet, whichever player. So, Thought that would be kind of cool. Um, and other than that, that's about it for me. Uh, hopefully we get our guests on uh, tomorrow. I'll talk to you about that later, Micah. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. All right. My 30 seconds is to remind everybody that the Southern Conference is the best mid-major conference in all of college baseball. Um, <laughs> watch out for the ETSU Buccaneers. Uh, if you live near Greenville, South Carolina, a.k.a. our Clemson fans, if you – Want to come down for a game? Slide into our DMs. I'll leave you tickets, and uh, we'll. I'd love to meet some people that are interested in uh, more than just ACC baseball. But yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, my my goal. Uh, have you guys seen the Boston College meme where uh, the Baldwin the Eagle is sitting on top of the Green Monster? No. Have you all seen that yet? Okay, I'll have to share that with y'all. But basically, Baldwin went up to the top of the uh, Fenway on for whatever it was Friday night, and uh, you know him just by himself. It's kind of funny. Well, uh, guess who's recreating that at the uh, Mini Monster in Greenville, South Carolina? Your boy is with uh, Bucky the Buccaneer. So uh, <laughs> look forward to that meme going viral. But as always, thank you all for listening. It just means a little bit less here in AC country. And gentlemen, it is the best time of the year. It is time for the road to Omaha. We'll see you all later. See you later.